Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. The last couple of weeks, my spirit has been heavy, and maybe in some terms you would classify it as burdened for God's people. It seems that the enemy is raging war on every Christian. Every mind, every heart, every soul, every marriage, every home, every young person, every hyphen, every single adult. And as it is with me as an apostolic pastor, I seek God every week for a word from God. This is not a speech. This is not a lecture. Sometimes I preach sermons and sometimes I preach messages. And today I'm preaching a message, which is I have a message from God for you. Set up my computer Tuesday morning. I take Mondays off. I take Mondays off and just try to decompress and spend time with my wife and my family and wake up on Tuesday mornings early and I asked God this question I said God what is it for this coming Sunday my wife would ask me on Monday hey babe what you preaching Sunday babe I don't know I'm barely coming out of yesterday Sunday so what works for me the way I process things that I just disconnect on Mondays often I don't even leave the house but I wake, up on early, I wake up early in the morning. On a Tuesday, I go to my computer. And I said, God, where are we going this Sunday? I don't want to sound all spooky and spiritual, but sometimes God's like crickets. So I think, okay, God, your face or Facebook? Not exactly, but... Should I read the news or are you going to download into my spirit? Or We could talk on Wednesday, but please, dear Lord, don't just talk to me on Saturday. You stress people out like that. All I'm saying is I sat down to the computer Tuesday morning and said, God, what are you thinking about Sunday? And God said, this is what I'm thinking, and I began to type. I grabbed the scripture that he showed me. Old Testament Isaiah 61 says this, The Spirit of the Lord has taken control of me. This is the contemporary version. The Lord has chosen and sent me to tell the oppressed the good news, to heal the brokenhearted, and to announce freedom for prisoners and captives. This is the year when the Lord God will show you kindness to us and punish our enemies. That was the word of Isaiah the prophet. Fast forward ahead to the Gospels of Jesus, and he starts off, the Spirit of the Lord has come to me. Almost word for word verbatim from Isaiah. Because he has chosen me to tell the good news to the poor, the Lord has sent me to announce freedom for prisoners and give sight to the blind, to free everyone who suffers, and to say this is the year the Lord has chosen. 
Lord laid that scripture on my heart and I did a little copy and paste and I said, Lord, well, what are you thinking? How do I tether to this verse? I understand what it's saying. I get it. But what are you thinking, God, for this Sunday? And God just began to download into my spirit and probably honestly, I could have preached this Wednesday morning. Sister Gidget, I would take back into what I had in the Holy of Holies that God, shall I write more? And today I want to bring a message. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to God's church. There are those among us that are suffering. Let me, let me just pray and let you be seated. I'm sorry, Lord Jesus. Our time together this week is now public. God, what you have put in my spirit and you've released, I pray, God, that the anointing can be upon me to release what thus saith God, what God has told the shepherd of this church, the overseer. God, let me flow in the spirit as an apostolic pastor that I would walk in harmony with your perfect will and your words and your way. I pray the spirit of God would be upon me to preach the gospel to those that are weary, to bring freedom to the oppressed, God, to bring healing to the brokenhearted and the wounded, God, that they will fly again, they will march again, they will run again, they will rise again. I bring my best, God. I'm pure and I'm holy. There's no sin in my life. There's no guile. God, I stand before you and the people today and you speak through me. And I will release in Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. You may be seated this morning. God bless you again. I'm going to minister today. I want to, if you need a subject to hang your hat on, it's a good day for a good day. You need something to hang your hat on. The verses I read there in Isaiah and in Luke, the verses speak to all facets of life. As I sat with God, I realize it speaks to people that are oppressed. Oppression is forces from the outside. Depression are forces from the inside. They could be life. They could be demonic. You could be demonically oppressed. I don't mean you're demon-possessed. But we fight a spiritual battle of darkness. I've been in the midst of demon-possessed people, and I've seen, and I've seen the demons cast out of people. This is apostolic, this is Pentecostal, this is book of Acts. This is taking authority over, over the evil spirits. The man of Gadarenes, Mary Magdalene, all these people of great testimonies of what I maybe call kingdom heroes. The scripture speaks to the healing of the hurting, freedom from bondage, vices, addictions, hurts, and talks about kindness to all, that this is the year of our God. And so this morning, my assignment is to bring a message to this church, to bring healing and to minister to our church. And I like the King James Version. I didn't happen to read from it this morning, but it starts off like this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. I received that spirit. I received that anointing this morning, and I want to validate in your mind and maybe in your flesh 
that God is here to help you and God is here to speak to your situation. And the spirit of encouragement is upon me and the spirit of affirmation is upon me. The spirit of confirmation is upon me. The spirit of validation is upon me that validates that God sees and he knows exactly where you are and who you are and you have not been forgotten and you're not someplace in a desert or in a valley or in a dark time and God doesn't care. No, my friend, I've come to tell you, God cares and God sees. You say, well, then why do I fall prey to the scripture, Luke chapter 4? Why did he say those things? Because he's come to deliver you. And I'm going to say in parentheses today. Today is the day of deliverance. If we believe what thus saith the word of God is, it's not some futuristic prophecy. said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. It did not say the spirit of the Lord will come upon me. It may come upon me. It shall come upon me. In the next couple of days, I will feel anointed. No, the spirit of the Lord is upon me today. Someone shout today. And it validates. And yes, my friend, it is a good day for a good day. Yes, it is. Romans chapter 8, this was Paul. Pauline epistles are scriptures and verses and chapters and pages of Paul encouraging the church, in this case in Rome. He picks up in Romans 8.28, one of my favorite verses, but I'm, I'm reading from the Amplified because I want you to notice this. And it said, and we know, parentheses, with great confidence that God, parentheses, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together, parentheses, as a plan for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. Please know, my friend, where you are today and what you have carried in this week and what you have been under pressure this month or this year or the last couple of years or the decade, the time is not really that relevant. But what is relevant is that with great confidence, God is deeply concerned about you and where you are. You are the church of the living God. Please know this, somebody, that God went to Calvary and blood was shed for victory and anointing and power, and you shall overcome. And Calvary is not a waste. Calvary is not a mistake. Calvary is for today and forever and for everyone that sits here and then believes in God. If God never heals you, God never brings you out of this, God never delivers you, if he doesn't set you free, then what's the purpose of the power of Calvary? My point is there is a purpose for the power of Calvary. Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you. Come on, someone shout it back. Satan, the blood of Jesus, is against you. It's a good day for a good day. Well, I don't feel like a good day. Well, it's going to be a good day. Why? Because it's a good day for a good day. Come on now. I don't feel good. Well, you're going to feel good. Why? Because I'm leveraging faith. I'm leveraging the word of God. I'm leveraging what thus saith the word of God. And right now, I want you to know that you're walking, whatever you're walking through, God knows and it's his plan according to scripture. God planned for me to be like this? Well, according to scripture, it's the journey you're on. If everything works together, then I've got to go through some things that I might think that are not good to validate the scripture that God's saying, hey, this is my plan. I am concerned about you. Not everything is spiritual. And not everything is natural. And so God has to give us a discerning of what is right for our life. Again, I'm going to minister to you. Again, I'm going to, Brother Nolan, 
I'm going to talk to you from my heart more than anything because I've been troubled, not by someone, not because of someone. I'm tired of the devil coming up against God's people and whispering in your ear or wreaking havoc, or even if you blame it on the devil and you think it's his fault, today the devil's getting a black eye and he's getting run out of town because we're going to leverage the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to leverage the word of God. We're going to leverage, hey, God has anointed me today to preach the gospel, to preach deliverance to the captive, to bring sight to the blind and those that are oppressed and depressed and possessed. God said, no, this is your day. I shall set you free. I shall hear your cry. I shall see your dilemma. Come on, somebody. If you're going to get what God has for you, you're going to have to lean into the preaching and say, yeah, God's speaking to me. God's speaking to my valley. God's speaking to my future. God's... Yeah, it's a good day for a good day. Why? Because God has showed up and the Spirit of God is upon me to preach deliverance to the captive. Someone shout, I receive. So whatever you're walking through, I feel... In my spirit, some things I know, I'm a pastor, I know the heartbeat of the church, I know the pulse of the church, I know the spiritual temperature of the church, that's what pastors do, we're spirit-led, I understand. But not everything I know. But what I do know is that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me today to encourage someone. And that the demonic forces against your life shall cease today. Someone shout today. Yes, I said demonic forces. That was said on purpose. Because it's his goal and desire to distract the people of God. You have not been forgotten, child of God. You have not been discarded. But I say with confidence that God is working in your life, even though you can't see it. God is still working. I can't overlook the fact that this is also a spiritual battle. And I come to play and I come to the game in the spiritual battle in the landscape. Nobody knows other than a pastor's heart of how many spirits and battles that we fought for God's people that you not know, you do not know. And the travail and the cry and the heartache and the tears that have been shed and the anguish. And the emotions to protect and fight in war for God's people against an enemy that never made it to your life because you had a pastor and you had pastoral staff building a hedge of protection, a firewall, if you please, a hedge around you that it never got to your life and it never touched you. But sometimes the hedge is broken. Sometimes the hedge is breached and compromised and you face things yourself that you don't have answers for. And we're in a spiritual battle. Once we're saved and we're baptized in the name of Jesus and God fills us with his spirit, I'm on the opposite team than the enemy. I'm going to a different destination than where he lives and resides. I'm not a part of his invitation anymore. I'm not a part of his target audience. I'm not a part. I'm not his client anymore. I've been earmarked by the power of God and I have been blood bought and I'm living a different life and I'm walking after the spirit and I'm believing God and I'm leveraging the word of God by faith. These things are so. So when I get up in the morning, when you get up in the morning, I want you to shout to yourself. It's a good day for a good day. 
How do you know you haven't lived the day yet? Because I'm speaking faith into it. I'm speaking God into it. I'm speaking the Spirit into my day. Tomorrow is a good day for a good day. Why? Because God said it so. And I'm going to speak positiveness. I'm going to believe in God. My, my faith is not negative, and you got to be careful by the words you say. If he's the prince of the air, be careful what you tell him in the air. Hello, somebody. We've been taught, and I believe God, the devil can't get in your mind. What he does to get into your spirit is when you speak these words. You speak negativism. You speak a woe is me. You become a victim. Oh, I hope I feel better today. I hope I don't hurt. I hope I can get through. I hope I'm hope. I hope. No, 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 no. That's not faith. That's what non-believers do. They hope. But my faith says, this is the day the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. It's a good day for a good day. What are you saying? I'm speaking faith into my day before my feet hit the ground and I rip the covers back. Why? Because God has already orchestrated this day. I'm not going to be oppressed. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to be discouraged. Why? Because I'm a child of the king and I'm walking with authority and I'm declaring these things. Thus saith the word of God. And so whatever you are wrestling with, I don't minimize that. But I am saying, come on, let's take the authority that the word of God gives us in the scripture. And I've been blood bought and I have power. Mark 16, 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. What signs? Woe is me. I'm a victim. I hope God shows up today. Oh my goodness, I hope my back don't hurt. No, 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 no. Tell me, I got a message for you from God. I don't have a sermon today. And the devil is always grinding, 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 and picking, 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 and talking, talking, talking. And someday we're going to have to stand up and say, as they say, not today, Satan. That's a cute little T-shirt and ad. But why don't we start living it and shouting it out? Hey, forget social media. Forget the T-shirts. No, this is my mantra. Not today, Satan. The blood of Jesus is against you. Get your hands off my kids. Get your hands off my health. Get your hands off my marriage. Get your hands off my job. Get your hands off my finances. Get your hands off my thoughts. Not today, Satan. Why? Because it's a good day for a good day. And I'm walking in authority. I'm walking in alignment. I'm walking in harmony. Why? Because I've been blood-bought. I'm filled with the Spirit of God. I'm a child of the King. Daniel, in his writings in chapter 725, gives us a vivid description of a vision of the prophet that he received regarding the last days. Watch this. And the enemy, and he shall speak great Words against the Most High. Watch this. This is my point. And shall wear out the saints of the Most High. You feeling weary? Hey, Daniel prophesied it. You feeling picked on? Don't worry about it. It's a prophecy. It fits everybody. This is in the Bible. And shall wear out the saints of the Most High. So when I'm feeling weary, when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling discouraged, overwhelmed, stressed, however you want to frame it and classify it, you know what? This is what he's come to do. But no, he's not taking down God's church. 
He's not taking down the people of True Vine. He's not touching the anointed of God's people. Do not touch the anointed of God. That scripture applies here. I have been anointed. He's going to try to wear you down. He's going to try to distract you. He's going to try to get you in a critical spirit. But realize it's a tactic from the enemy. Stand bold. Stand strong. Stay encouraged. No, devil, you're not wearing me down. I've been blood bought. I'm a part of a church of a living God. I'm going to be holy. I'm going to be ready when you come back. Move on down the road. It's not working in this household. And he speaks evil words against the most high. Who's the most high? What is he doing? He's trying to wear you down, just grind you down. A small drip feed of discouragement. And some of you walk around with your little IV thing of drip feed of doubt. You push it around life. Some of you need to get rid of the IV. You don't need no drip feed from the enemy of negativism. You need to look to the hills from which your power comes and remind yourself, hey, years ago I spoke in tongues. I prayed in the spirit. I groaned in the Holy Ghost. God showed me this. I had these miracles. Today I don't see a miracle, but my miracle's coming down my dusty road. I'm coming out of the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, no weapon formed against me. Come on, when's the spirit of the church rise back up and say, no, not today, Satan. Hey, we are a part of an apostolic movement that is greater than hell, that is greater than the voice of the enemy, that is greater than darkness. I'm a part of what God's doing. Someone shout amen. I don't know how hard and long I have to preach to get some of you to stand up and say amen and quit sitting on your hands. But I got a message for you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel today. No matter how you frame it, no matter how you process it, yes, I'm preaching to you. And the sole express purpose of the enemy is to wear you down and wash you out. And I say, no. Well, you, if that's his sole express purpose, you want to know what mine is? You want to know what the church's is? You want to know what Calvary is? You want to know what the blood of Jesus is? You don't want to know what the infilling of the new birth is? You want to know there's a lot of things stacked against the enemy. And if you focus, my friend, on Calvary, and if you look at God's face, I'm telling you, my friend, you're going to win. You're going to survive. You're going to be healthy again. You're going to rise up. You're going to walk. You're going to run. You're going to get excited at what God is doing. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What are you doing? I've been blessed. Either way, God has equipped his church to win, succeed, and overcome. Someone shout, I am an overcomer. And I got the church. Whatever your situation is medically right now, that medical setback has come against the temple of the Holy Ghost. You're not just any body human being in the Temecula Valley. You're not just another patient in a doctor's office this week. You're not just another chair in a waiting room to get your name called. 
My wife had some tests done a couple weeks ago. She wanted me to go with her. So I said, okay, I'll drive you. I'll go. Went early. It must have been the first appointment. So we're sitting there, and they come out. Yolanda Durant's. The only ones in them. She gets up, walks back there, and I'm just sitting there. It's early. Just checking out my phone, seeing if anybody likes my posts, seeing if anything I say is worthy of a thumbs up. Then the door opens again. This lady walks out with a chart. I'm the only one in the room. You got to get this, okay? Probably 8.20. John? And then she goes, John? Like I can't hear So then I realize she thinks I'm John. No, but I don't give in. I'm sorry, Lord. And then she goes, John. She goes, is your name John? (laughs) Ma'am, I would have answered on the first John. My name's Tom. Okay, clunk. (laughs) My point is, you might be in the waiting room of life. And the devil's, Al Navarro? Al Navarro? Anthony Castillo? Katie Graham? And God's, the devil's calling. I don't recognize that voice. That might be my birth name, but that's not my born again name. You see, I've been born of the water and the spirit. And I walk in authority with power in the Holy Ghost. And when the enemy talks, I don't hear his voice. I don't lend an ear and I don't lean into his voice. Why? Because I hear the voice from the master. I hear the angels singing glory, glory, glory. I hear people saying, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. I hear people saying, stomp, 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 stomp on the devil. I hear people saying, ah, I got to praise and I got to let it out. I got to pray. That's what I hear. My ears are tuned to heavenly music. My ears are tuned to a heavenly voice. My ears are tuned to a heavenly father. Tom Durant, they're not talking to me. Tom Durant, they're not talking about me. But when the Savior whispers my name, the small, still voice, I hear what God's saying. God, here I am. Your servant here. Speak into my heart. Speak into my mind. Hey, I shall not be worn down by the voice of the enemy. I shall not be worn down by the trials of this life. Woo! Come on, it's a good day for a good day. Yes, it is. Church, don't be weary in well-doing. The report of the Lord says, I am free. The report of the Lord says, I am saved. Whose report shall you believe? Where'd Caleb go? You're not off. Get up. (laughs) Whose report shall you believe? Why? Really? Oh, yes, it does. And then what? Hey, 
is a good day for a good day, my friend. Why? Because his report says victory. His report says I am healed. His report says I am saved. His report speaks peace. I'm not going crazy. I'm not possessed. I'm not oppressed. I'm not demonic spirits in my head. No, I got the voice of God. I've been earmarked for the salvation of what God is doing. Woo! Hallelujah! First Timothy chapter 4. Let me read the King James for it to you. Now the Spirit speaketh expressively that in the latter times shall come and depart from faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. The Spirit says this is in the latter times. King James down a few verses says in the last days. My friend, I want to tell you we are in the last days. We are in the last days. And the attack from the enemy, they have marshaled their armies against the church of the living God. But you have to stay focused. You have to stay in the church. You have to stay vigilant. God's church will not go down. God's church will not be weakened. God's church will not be anemic. God's church will not be wounded. God's church will not be crippled. God's church, come on now. I'm part of the church and the church always wins. The Spirit speaks expressively. King James, that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Did I read that right, Brother Buster? Some shall depart from the faith? From the church of the living God? From the new birth experience? Some shall depart in the last days and give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Doctrines of devils and messages and words and advices encrypted stuff. Why I preach that? That we're going to depart. Some shall depart from the faith. Brother Foster, you know what that tells me? Not me. If you were writing the Bible for me, you didn't need to write that. You could just start 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. Where's verse 1? It didn't apply to Pastor Durant, so we didn't write it. I never heard of a chapter starting with verse 2. Well, you just heard of one. That's the King James. Let me read the contemporary version. God's Spirit clearly says that in the last days, many people will turn from their faith. I'm in the Word still. Different translation. They will be fooled by evil spirits and the teachings that come from demons. Let me read it one more time. Same verse, different translation. God's Spirit clearly says that in the last days, many people shall turn from their faith. You know what that tells me? Some of you could turn from your faith. Sad, but true. Somebody in this building could turn from their faith, or maybe you're already drifting that way, and God told me Tuesday, warn them. Tell them. Jump up and down. Hey, the bridge is out. The bridge is out. The bridge is out. The bridge is out. Stop your car. The bridge is out. The road is busted. Stop your car. Haramo Santa la Mohaya. 
They will be fooled by evil spirits and the teachings that come from demons, demonic. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. You need to be careful. God's a loving God. I'm a loving pastor. This is a loving church. But woe to us if we don't warn when the bridge is out. Woe to me as a pastor if I don't do everything I can to keep people saved. And when I see destruction in the road, hey, the bridge is out. And woe to them that blow past the warning and plunge off the hillside to their death. You've done better in the past. It's time to step back up. Do you know how to serve God better? You need to do it. You're waning and you're getting lax. You've been saved so long you forgot what it was to be unsaved. You forgot the darkness you came out of. You forgot the anguish. You forgot the anger. You forgot the evil spirits. You forgot the nightmares. You forgot the dreams. You forgot the busted, broke relationship. You've been saved so long you've gotten sloppy. Why do you say that? That's what the scripture says. And in the last days, I hate this, but it says many. I wish it would say, Brother Foster, a few, or maybe perhaps, but many. That's alarming for a pastor. And this scripture applies to us today. Timothy's writings, protege of Paul, the voice of God to God's people. So Timothy's telling us, well, hey, you better be careful. You're listening to evil spirits and you're getting demonic influence and you don't even know it. Don't watch that stuff. Don't let that in your home. Don't stream that on your mobile device. Don't let your kids see that. Don't let your kids hear that. You're opening yourself up to demonic spirits. And at some point, the demonic spirits take over. Woe to you to try to get them out. And that's when you call for the professionals, Brother Foster. He lives for that. You have demonic spirits, Brother Foster will beat you home and pray. Now he'll beat them down. Brother Foster, we, we've done a few trips to homes for demonic spirits, right? I used to think, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. We're going to call Brother Foster and a few of us. Let's get it on, baby. You're not living here no more. This is a godly home. We prayed for one home. Remember Brother Mike Seals? He goes, I was sleeping and the vase went off the thing. Was it? I forgot my story. It's been a long time. I'm getting old. Evil spirit. Knocked the vase or the lamp off his nightstand. The vase. He was a new convert. He called in the professionals. He made the right call. 1-800, kick the devil in the teeth. (laughs) Brother Foster, there's a few of us, right? We came here, we prayed. We loaded up with oil. Got my oil. Got my super soaker. And I'm telling you, I don't know if you've been into a house to cast out evil spirits and it was there that night. When you open that front door, you say, I don't know what's going to happen, baby, but something's going down and it's not me. We're not letting this home be overtaken by evil spirits. Brother Foster, am I telling the truth? I'm not just preaching. This really happened. That's not the first. Remember we went out there on the backside of Anza, that other couple? And they said, just tell us what. So Brother Foster went out. He goes, you tell us something's not supposed to be here. There's evil spirits here. We went out there. Remember them? Yes. Way out there on the backside, way past Sister Trudy and the Wrangles. He was in the Marines. So we got evil spirits. Let's get it on, baby. What time, Brother Foster? 
we went out there and they said, if you see anything that looks like evil or bringing in evil spirits, you tell us. I remember Brother Foster going, say, you see that poster? Get it down right now. And I thought, whoa, Brother Foster's serious, huh? <laughs> Brother Foster, I'm supposed to lead. I'm the pastor. Now you go ahead, do what you want to do. I, I, I trust you too, Brother Foster. Where'd this vase come from? We bought it at a garage sale. Break it outside. Right, Brother Foster? And, I, and now I don't know if this is bad, but as we got rolling, I got a little more cocky. Hey, where'd this come from? Oh, my mom gave it to me. Okay, it can stay. <laughs> Settle down. Well, I'm just making sure. No, it's okay, Pastor. I was trying to figure out how to get out of it. Oh, that's my great grandma's. Well, does she worship the devil? No. Okay, that can it can stay. <laughs> Did you get an evil vibe from a pastor? No, I was just asking an innocent question. Brother Foster, we did that many times when we were growing up in our church culture here. Because people said, hey, there's stuff I can't deal with. I got to get over this. I'm not going to be subject to 1 Timothy chapter 4. All I'm saying is you got to manage your own environment, my friend. And when you start opening the door to the things of the world that you would have never done in the past, woe to you for your sloppiness, getting careless with the spirit of God and the purity and the holiness. God's spirit clearly says that in the last days, many people will turn from their faith. They will be fooled by evil spirits and by teachings that come from demons. You need to declare, that's not me. You need to declare, my home is godly. Parents, listen to me in the light of my, this is the message, okay? This is not a sermon. I'm not here to pump anybody up, run the aisles and high five. I don't care about that today. Parents, you need to go back through your home and assess what's in your home. Get in your kid's room. Get on their mobile device. Check it out. What evil spirit is slithering in your home? Maybe unbeknownst to you, and you wonder why things are going like this, and there's a crack in the back window that you didn't know something was coming in, but your kid knew. You mind if I went back in the grandpa's, we just call it sugar-free. You just preach, and if you didn't like it, talk to Jesus. I heard someone say, there's the door, and then someone else said, there's the altar. Because back in Grandpa's day, they were concerned about people going to hell. They weren't concerned about feelings. They weren't concerned about spirits. Oh, pastor hurt my feelings. He's mean. Okay, you tell me how mean I am when you're in heaven and not hell. You know I've been here 23 years. I'm not a mean person, but I will tell you, I've heard from God, and I'm going to be a little bold today because some of you better snap out of it and knock it off, or you're not going to be here when God comes back. What are you doing, Pastor? I'm trying to tell you I'm worried about you. And I'm concerned, and it weighs on me. And my life is heavy because some decisions you're making because I'm concerned about your soul. You've been blood-bought? You need to quit doing those things. The blood's not happy about that. You've been saved from Calvary. You need to be careful. Calvary's not pleased with that. We can't blend with the world and think we are ready for God. We walk different. We talk different. We dress different. We act different. We speak different. We listen to different things. We watch different things. Woe to you that are on a drip feed of Netflix that binge with a bunch of garbage stuff that is diabolical compared to the Bible. Oh, Pastor, you preaching against Netflix? If that's all you watch, then I guess I am. Netflix, Hulu, YouTube Live, whatever you're streaming, if you're not careful, it'll rob you of your time. Watch me, and it'll rob you of your spirituality. 
Those are thieves and they're robbers. I preach a balanced life. You hurt my feelings, Pastor. Well, you got a whole week. I won't see you till next Sunday. Unless you're in the hyphen group. I'm sorry. I got, you got to see me Wednesday. We'll settle the score in my living room Wednesday. Just don't forget to come. Man. You know what? It's a good day for a good day. Because I realize in the tactics of the enemy. One writer said, you got to quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Darts that will pierce the armor. The darts of temptation. Private and secret sins. Illusions. Fantasies. My friend, all I'm saying here is I'm starting to close. You can come to the keyboard, but don't fall victim to 1 Timothy 1.4. The times of refreshing are here, today. Don't go it alone and be worn down. Remember? And shall wear out the saints of the Most High. That's us, my friend. He's going to speak words, evil words against the master and the creator and wear down his followers. Any among us could be worn down if we're not careful. You focus on the wrong things. You get asphyxiated about something. You jump to conclusions. You don't have the whole truth. And the devil just grinds, 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 grinds. And then there comes a point that you don't even come up to the altar to try to pray through it because you're too prideful. I'm going to have an altar call in a minute. And I'd be shocked if half of you come up and pray. Oh, God's omnipresent. I can pray for my seat. Yeah, if you want to play that today, go ahead. But be careful. Many shall fall away. How many times do you play that card in your head? Ask yourself the question, when's the last time I've been to the altar and really cried out and prayed? When is the last time? An altar is for restoration. An altar is for resetting and rebooting to the Spirit of God. To my opinion, this is the Holy of Holies. And when is the last time you've been up here and cried your eyes out? I understand I don't have to be at the altar every Sunday. But Brother Townsend, I do need to find an altar somewhere with God and cry out. If we're not going to fall away, we have to have an altar, my friend. You have to understand what God brought you this far with. It's the power of the Spirit. You don't get so professional. You learn how to stay and live for God with no God. It's a professional Christian, and God's not going to come back for you. You're patty caking for Jesus. You're going through the emotions because you know it. You got it down. It's a routine. It's a routine. But it's not right. God's coming back for a church without spot, wrinkle, and blemish that is looking for his return. Those that fall away aren't looking for his return. And I'm so grieved, the scripture says, and many, Draco, many. Are you serious? How could that be, God? Your spirit was so vibrant and powerful in their heart, in their mind. 
Isaiah continues to write in chapter 40, but those who trust in the Lord will become strong again. They will be like eagles that grow new feathers. They will run and not get weak, and they will walk and not get tired. For you, my friend, today is finally a good day for a good day. I want you to just stay put for a minute and listen to my daughter sing this song. Just think about it. Turn your upon Jesus. friend. God's whispering in your ear. Don't shut him out. You know the voice of God. Sing it one more time, Ashley. I want him to listen to it. Just process it. with God Tuesday morning in my office. He put this song in my spirit and we used to sing it back in Grandpa's day and I, I went to YouTube and I just typed it in, Brother Frank. I said, I just want to hear it. First one on the top of the chart was from um, Hillsong. I just clicked on it and there's this lady with a crystal clear voice singing by herself in an amazing church. Begin to cry and to shed the tears, and I scrolled down underneath and I saw this. Somebody wrote, "Whoever's reading this, God knows what you are facing through. He heard your cry and He's going to deliver you. Just trust Him." I don't know this person, but that's what that song prompted them to write. I scrolled down another one. I was five years chronic illness, semi house bound. Lost my health, job, finances, and my fiance left me. I couldn't even look at electronic screen for five minutes or hold a 10-minute conversation. But God, Adamo Sataya, did an amazing work. And if he can do this, he can do this for you also. Just random people leaning in and focusing on the cross. I read another that blessed me. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the only message in the world that has the power to transform hearts by God's grace and for God's glory. Random people, no doubt in the spirit, thinking about, but God. I kept scrolling, Sister Sharice, it blessed me. I saw this is an absolutely incredible song which the younger generation must know. So simple, so profound. 
God, I kept crying. I kept scrolling. Whoever reading this, I pray that God visit your home with healing, blessing, and miracles. Amen. I don't know who that is. I don't know J.D. Williams. I don't know Lion Office Ministries. I don't know these people here, but I do know this. That when you, my friend, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of this earth, the things of this world, will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I had a message for you. I'm not preaching a sermon today. I'm not trying to rally the troops to conquer Jericho today. No, that's for another day, my friend. This is what I want us to do. I want the, the, uh, the ministry team to join me up front with oil. I want you to form a line and Back in Grandpa's day, Grandma, we used to have the prayer line we would go through. Oh, you're going old school, Pastor? Yes, sir. You know why? Because it works. And when them dear old sisters and brothers, when I was in the youth group, would walk through a prayer line, God would come down and descend upon them. Four on here, four facing me. Come on over here. what we're going to do, okay? I'm asking you, if you need a need and you're desperate, that you come down this aisle here by Brother Gustavo, you walk through here, and you walk out here. You can pray, you can intercede, you can speak in tongues, you can lay on the altar, you can do whatever you want, but I'm asking the men of God and the oil from the anointed vessel. Wait, Wait one second, Brother Townsend, wait one second, okay? You can get Grandma Rosie. You can back up by Brother Townsend. You see what I'm doing? Watch this. Watch this. The Townsend, the Grandma Rosie, Brother Gustavo, they recognize this. This is the older generation. They're already up on their feet. I've never seen this before. Well, you sit tight and you watch what God's going to do. You want eight men of God to anoint you with oil? The Enrique family, you're, I see your son. Come on, you're walking through for him sister normal I saw you get up you know what this is about you're walking for yourself and your husband's supporting you I understand sister Durant come on God's gonna help us I know the power of a prayer line I know the power of faith I know the power of apostolic healing and I'm gonna turn my eyes about Jesus and the distractions will grow strangely dim. All right, Brother Townsend. Come on, anoint him as he comes through. Everybody, slowly, slowly. Come on, anoint him. Put your hands on him. Let's keep walking. 
Come on, we're going to get to you. Be patient. Keep coming. God, I need this. I'm pressured with this. I'm confused with this. I'm shaking myself. I don't want to fall away.
coming. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.